Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today, we're still back at it in Psalm 119, and today we'll be looking at verses 137 through 144. You know, I had been saying that this psalm was 150 um, verses, but it's actually like 176. I don't know where I got 150 from. So we have a couple more sections to go, but we're still making progress and learning a great deal. And so let's jump in. Lord, you are righteous and your rules are right. The laws you commanded are righteous, completely trustworthy. Anger consumes me because my enemies have forgotten what you have said. Your word has been tried and tested. Your servant loves your command, your comment. I'm insignificant and unpopular, but I don't forget your precepts. Your righteousness lasts forever. Your instruction is true. Stress and strain have caught up with me, but your commandments are my joy. Your laws are righteous forever. Help me understand so I can live. As we get closer to the end of this psalm, I think the psalmist reveals more of his heart to us. Yes, he has a heart for God's word, which is at the crux of this entire psalm. And so much so that we see now that those who do not hold God's word in their hearts trouble him. It bothers him. In a previous section, he labeled them as fickle. Today, they are enemies. And who are the enemies? Anyone who does not love God's word. And in this particular narrative, it would be his fellow Israelites. Notice in verse 139 that their lack of commitment to God's word, their lack of adhering to it, has led him to anger. And this is where I want to pause. Are you angry? Could the lack of assistance in caregiving cause you to grow bitter? Are the people whom you thought you could count on and now realize that you cannot, has that caused you to become angry? And it's okay if any of these or any other reasons have. Getting angry isn't the problem. The problem comes with what you do with that anger. Noticing what others are or are not doing is never good. Our dear, dear psalmist states that in verse 143 that he is stressed and strained. I would dare say probably by the anger of him watching other people, quote unquote, people of God, the chosen people of God, consistently turning away from God's word. And I can understand his anger and frustration. I have gotten and continue to be angered at the church or how the church has responded to issues over the years, over history, slavery, the various genocides that have occurred throughout the world, including this country with First Nations people, sexual abuses that have occurred within the church, all of those things. We are supposed to be the people of God. Yet for others to see Jesus living in us, they've got to look past us because we fail to walk in the fruit of the Spirit and live the gospel of love. Yes, I get angry. 
But then the Holy Spirit reminds me that I've been given a path to walk. Translated, I can't make someone else do anything. I can only control what I do and how I respond. What I can do is pray and ask God to intervene. And if that, in addition to praying, if there is something that I can do for him to reveal that to me. Looking at others and comparing ourselves to others is never good, right? And today our culture is consumed by that. When you think of the TV program, programming the quote-unquote reality TV shows that really aren't that reality because they're scripted as well and the various social media outlets where people are competing with people and everything looks grandiose it's not good it takes our focus off of God for one and then it puts our focus on ourselves and us trying to compete with other people that can cause us stress and strife. So what I'm offering to you is to not get consumed with what others are doing because you're only responsible for yourself. Of course, unless you have small children and I mean, you're a caregiver, so you do have responsibility for the one you're caring about. But our responsibility is to set the example of how a godly life should look. Because if you don't, you too will experience the stress and the strain that our psalmist does. Our psalmist gives us insight into what will occur when you stand in alignment with God and his word. He states it in verse 141 when he says, I am insignificant and unpopular. You will be unpopular. I have been unpopular and made to feel insignificant. Yet, we can stand true and, and still be strong and hold strong knowing that we are in God's will, that you are in God's will because of the truth of his word. And see, this is what it all goes back to, which is what this psalm is about. It all goes back to God's word. It goes back to are we going to trust God for who he is? Or are we going to believe what others say about him? Today, if you're angry, or maybe you should just do an an assessment to see if you're angry, but if you're angry, you need to take time to analyze why. Could it be that you want to impose your thoughts and wants and behaviors on someone else and they're resisting? That you think that they should be following a different worshiping God as you are and and living a life as you are, (laughs) like I used to do? (laughs) If so, relinquish it and allow God to work in everyone's life as he continues to work in yours. To place him first and foremost in your life and let nothing persuade you that he isn't anything but a good and loving God. No comparisons. No wishing bad things for other people. Allow God to work in everyone's heart 
pray for them. That's probably why Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies. Because it's really only God who can change their hearts. Each one of us, he has set upon a path. And right now your path is caregiving. And whether people are rushing to help you or not, remember that God is with you. And that this path that you're on, you will get through it as long as you continue to rely on God, to dig in his word, to be on your knees. He will supply everything that you need and to pray for those around you. We all need prayer and allow God to work in their hearts as he continues to work in yours. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And we come with the heart of confession. Because we are angry. We're angry at the way things are going in our families, in our communities, in our countries. Angry at our church's responses to social issues. Angry with the responses to our spouses in this season of caregiving who don't seem to recognize the stress and the strain that caregiving is placed upon us but yet still demands that we be everything that we were prior to caregiving. We lift up the children who are also in our households, who expects us to be mother and father along with caregiving, along with being a spouse, along with working. We're stressed, Lord, and we're angry. Perhaps angry that you allowed this season to come to us. And your word says that if we confess our sins before you, that you will be faithful to forgive us. And so we come confessing that angry at the way things are going, wanting things to be different. But in our confession, Father, we also come acknowledging that you are God. And we hold firm to your word that says you have a great plan for us. Plans not to harm us, but to bring us a hope and a future. Our hope is in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who came that we may have life more abundantly. And so help us to not be rash in our anger. Help us to not forget that we are your children in our anger, but allow the anger to draw us closer to you and help us to dig deep into your word to make sure that we are living a life that brings honor and glory to you so that when people see us, they see you. And they see a glimpse of the kingdom, of what kingdom living looks like. We lift up our family members. We lift up our loved ones who we are caring for. We lift up our communities. We lift up our countries. And we say, help us, Father, to allow your light to shine in us in these dark spaces. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my podcast family, 
Enjoy your Wednesday and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye. Thank you.